Hello, everyone. Hello, Glad everyone. you could join us today. How having a fun day today. What can I tell you? Um, so we're back. And we've got all kinds of great news to tell you. Uh, the pre-orders are up for Gabriel's in, uh, Promise. And they will be released December 3rd. Um, yay! yay! And, <laughs> well, it's been categorized as divorce fiction. SR has informed us that divorce has nothing to do with it. So the, the pre-releases uh, are on Amazon and what have you. Also, for the UK and Aussie readers, you can order the paperback through Amazon or book depository, but the ebook isn't available just yet. Uh, SR is working on that. Also, the audio, I understand, uh, will be posted sometime soon for so you can pre order for the um, Audible uh, platform. Uh, SR suggests that if you have not get read Gabriel's Redemption, to read, read it before the book comes out because I. I sort of continues after that so that's exciting um as far as the movie yes i'm seeing i'm i'm seeing the the chat that he said hi pam why divorced is that a hint no when we, he posted the uh uplinks last week Betty. no 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, right um that was some strange strange happenstance uh oh yeah <laughs> They, and they had his people reach out. Um, there is no divorce in this book. He was very clear about that. He was. And it, it just went last week, it was the first day it was on the pre order and it was going up and up and up on the list. And then he, somebody, I might have been Ellie, pointed to the list and it was under divorced <laughs> romance category. And, it, and so. Yes. It, that was kind of um, interesting, to say the least. But it was not. It is not. And uh, Gabriel and Julia and everybody are still happy. And the baby. And uh, according to a chat yesterday, uh, Professor Picton and Richard are there. God, swallop. And... Um, uh, and he mentioned something about Paul being dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so, who knows? <laughs> oh, it was funny. It Good was to funny. see everybody. Betty, Lori, Kenzie, Karen. It's so happy you guys are here. here. We have a uh, little bit of a shortened program today uh, than we had planned. Uh, Leslie is on her way to Baltimore. And uh, she has a, uh, a, a dinner meeting tonight with some clients. So I, we apologize for not making this for, for the bigger portion of Chapter 41. But we do have yes, yes. parts of it. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's work. You got to do what you got to do. 42, right, Pam? Yep. I know. Mama has to pay the bills. That's right. 
it's um and this happened this came up today at the last minute so flying away. um i didn't i did not want yeah so we did not want to uh not have the podcast because of the big news about the book coming out and the links for pre-order always so much fun always so much together fun. and say hi to everybody yes so Aww. Thanks. Betty says, he's such a tease. I have no idea what that could be. <laughs> and no worries, lady. He is too much sometimes. Leslie, thank you. And Kenzie said, we missed you on the chat last night. I'm so, I was so bummed because I actually joined. I, you know, I did the whole thing. I, mm -hmm. You signed up for it the whole bit? Um, I think it was Audio Loves. Yes, yeah. I signed up the whole bit and... Um, I ended up at that time, I was uh, taking my mother to the grocery store, so ah. it's okay. It was it was an interesting chat. On the, uh, yeah, he's always fun. Read. Although today he's He is always fun. That's why I hate missing them. I know. He, and not, today he's complaining about the Argyle socks on the floor. So he's not complaining, <laughs> but somebody's complaining to him, I should say. <laughs> uh, oh. I see, I see. I told him, well, you know, Argyle has its time and place, but never on the floor. <laughs> Although it is Wednesday. <laughs> so, so do you, do you want to get started or? Yeah, I think, I think now's a good time as any. Okay. Um, I appreciate <laughs> Kenzie said SR is messy. Betty said he was probably doing research. I'm sure he uh, was. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of research. Commitment. That's all I have to say. Uh, yes, yes, and yes, right? Yes, please. Um, so where we're picking up is that Nicholas and Acacia were returning to Paris the next day. name as do you remember uh, she had the big reveal that that was not indeed her true name her name is Anine um, and she said also Nicholas's sources have not heard of any chatter about her or her mother so you know Nicholas was trying was her upset about uh, seeing her father um, he then traced the back of her hand and just asked if she was all right. Again, he's the consummate gentleman, right? He's always checking on her. I love that. He's so caring. Mm -hmm. um, her response was, yeah. yeah this window. And she was cautiously optimistic. She said it was still possible that her father had seen her and that he was lying in wait for her. I can imagine. No. She didn't, I, oh my gosh, I think I would have been like, I never want to leave your side, Nicholas. Protect me always and uh, <laughs> keep me in the bubble. I would totally be like, I don't even want to go back to Paris. I want to. I just want to stay in that bubble. Off the group. To Santorini. I think I would have gone back to Santorini. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, she did agree to be guarded by Kurt and keep her mother in hiding. Nicholas went into the attic on 
he was so skillful with it that she did not see where it started and what was his skin. You know, he, uh, the prosthetic was really, really um, high quality. And he asked Akasi what her plans were when they got back. So, you know, I... You know, why did Acacia refuse to go to Zurich and accept Nicholas's offer? And SR said, I think Acacia is trying to maintain her self-sufficient. Also, it isn't clear to tell her that she and Nicholas have a future. Um, or at least this is what she told I'm right not here sure. with you, Betty. Uh, if Nicholas will be with her for the long haul. Yeah. <laughs> what did Betty, Betty said? I just stop by and pick up new clothes, clothes and her cat, cat and then hop back on the plane. <laughs> yes. I think, think I'm cutting of, out quite a bit. Yeah, you, I think about where you are in Pennsylvania. There's a tough, it's tough yeah. coverage this area there, unfortunately. So. Sorry, guys. Um, do I need to repeat anything? I, I just, uh, I, I would just, you know, you know, she refused uh, Zorik, uh because she was trying to maintain her self-sufficiency. And she wants to support herself and have meaningful work. So that's basically why they do that. So. Right. And she's independent, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that. She wants to get a job. She needs to respond to Lou. How about the Lou? I can imagine. Um, that comment. But, you know, she had Bell. a point. She said she, <laughs> she said she could not. Yeah, she couldn't just cut him off. Which is right. Mm -hmm. So she said that she would call Madam Bishop tomorrow to get the job. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Madam Bishop would help her with anything. <laughs> and uh, exactly. Um, Nicholas thought this was a good idea, and Lise would want she did not like that because she didn't want to draw any attention to herself. So that was troubling. And then Nicholas told her, yeah, I think told her that police service and they were in the same time. So yeah, she, remember she you said she does have a point on that. Uh oh, I think we lost. I think we lost Leslie. Uh, they asked if they should turn. They asked if she should turn over the journal. Yeah, we're. You're really cutting up pretty bad right at the moment. So, so did we lose you again? I think we did. No, I. No, you're back. You're there. Because we keep get getting up. I've heard you noise. the whole time. That's why I. Huh. Yeah, I've heard you the entire time. So that's why. I... 
Yeah, I think it's... I think it's just uh, coming from your end. She needs William huh. to come fix fix these people to get get them together. <laughs> so, anyways, where were we? Well, it's it's your turn. It's your turn anyway, Pam. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. When she asked about the um, the murders because of Marcel and his back background, and you know, he, he, with the journal and all that kind of stuff, and asked why she, uh, why didn't they just turn the journal over? Nicholas said they'd be putting themselves at risk if they did. And when she asked about the murders, Nicholas said to her that they had come back after her once but now they have leverage and she asked if they would try to get it back but Nicholas assured her if, it, if their employer was smart enough they would not um, he said you know like at this kind of a worried her a little bit about the black market and stuff and he says like anyone involved in the black market they do not want to bring attention to themselves uh, the dealer would probably want to tie up loose ends. While Marcel was a threat, they eliminated that threat. And he knows it's in their possession and has not been turned over to the police. If he's smart, he will move on. Uh, Cassia asked just how involved in the black market he was. And he responded that they had taken his sister and he was involved as much as he could be, had to be. So she, it must have been she was holding her breath because she, she released it, released a loud breath. And Nicholas knew she was upset about the meeting, but he had already made progress. And the analysts were cross-referencing Parasite dealers with Constantine's contacts in Dubai. And it will be just a matter of time and they didn't know they did not know how you cross-reference names. I mean, you know, I I don't know that much about the black market, and you've got people that with no names, and they're gonna find out who it is. It's kind of interesting. Exactly. And when they give, give when they give no names, they will then focus on the list with Yasmin's links. So I guess once they get an idea of who the art dealers and everybody were, and then go back to Yasmin's list, then they'll be able to pin, you know, pinpoint it down a little bit further. I'm sure. Process of elimination. So. That's the way they can figure things out. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so Nicholas told her that they have ways of uncovering names. Akash asked if the ex uh, would get his family's art back, meaning Yasmin's ex. And she's like, perhaps. But he wasn't exactly happy, and Akashia wondered why. So as he's touching one of the beads on her necklace, as he's kind of changing the subject, he was so gratified that she was wearing it, and she told him it meant something to her. And she kissed him slowly, so he would he, she could pour all the affection she was feeling into the kiss. And um, 
he, she thanked him for protecting her and her mother. So then he deepens the kiss. <laughs> Not much action gonna happen in that car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so when they parted, he told her that she was his tonight. And she asked if that was a promise. And he told her it was a vow. So she smiled oh my gosh. snuggled closer to him. And that And and I, I just think they're so that that connection is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Betty says uh, Nicholas earns lots of points for helping Acacia's. That's very true. Also said we should ask the boss. We all love the necklace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And earlier regarding Marcel she said, he's a really bad man. I can't help but wonder if he started working. Oh, I, th- I think. A difficult think time or simply because he was greedy. I think it's probably greed. That would be an interesting backstory. I would be an interesting backstory, though. You know, that would be. A- True. With why, that. Why, why, why and how did he get involved in that? You mean? I could, yeah, I could exactly. See that. I could see that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we, was he it, was just flat out greedy. I think he was greedy, but that's just my opinion. So, uh, mm-hmm. Leslie asked, why wasn't Nicholas's expression happy when she asked him about getting his family's artwork back? And SR said, I think for Nicholas, anything to do with the family artwork is a painful subject. He feels like a failure for his family. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is, that that breaks my heart, you know. He's so sensitive about that. I I think he feels responsible a little bit because he was uh, the one who came home with the new girlfriend. I think they were getting engaged or just about engaged. And... Was, right. You know, there was like all that excitement back at the house and, you know, rather than go and get with her, his sister, uh, you know, it was like called, I'm here, hurry home. And that's right. when the robbery was occurring. I'll tell you, these art thieves are really unbelievable. Can imagine the guilt? I know. You know, I was, you know, I was. There's no home. conscience. No. And I was Googling something, um, and uh, I think about art. And so I guess Google has this algorithm now that once you search something, it'll pop up in your feed every now and then. And mm-hmm. so I've, I've been getting a lot of history of different art thefts. And it's, you know, really, I mean, this one guy, I forget where the museum was, but might have been in Holland. I'm not sure. But he went in, and within less than an hour, he got everything he wanted out. Never hurt anybody. Never destroyed anything. And it was it wasn't hot, the Netherlands because I think the the, the queen or the of of the Netherlands was celebrating some big anniversary, and they'd closed the gallery for that short period of time. And, but he made it in and out. 
within an hour. And you, they, I think it took them 10 years to find any of the paintings. Incredible. Yeah. So. Mm. You know, I think it, part of it, though, is that people, you know, people are going to pay for that stuff, even if it's stolen. I can, I can honestly. Liars as well as the thieves. I can honestly say my, I remember being at my aunt's house in the early 70s, I think it was. And she had this beautiful little painting. And it wasn't mm -hmm. a big painting. It was a small painting, maybe eight by five but not much bigger um, hanging on her wall in her dining room and I was admiring it and she said oh well that's a Rembrandt I said how the hell did you get a Rembrandt oh well, my gosh well somebody, she was involved in real estate at the time and one of the mm -hmm. people that was in either I don't know whether he was uh, buying a, a place or was another real estate agent or something. I don't know. But he gave her the painting to hold on to. And apparently it was part of some stolen artwork that happened during the Holocaust. Oh, and, my gosh. Yeah. I had a whole story behind it. I, I, I can honestly say she didn't have it for long. Because um, I, I moved in with mm -hmm. them when I first moved to New York in 78. And that particular painting wasn't there at that time. So, I, I mean, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird how yeah. this happens. So. That, the, um, you know, um, Lori said, I can't imagine buying stolen art or how there's a market for it. Um, Betty said, watching o Ocean's Eleven Eight with Sandra Bullock, and it reminded me of Nicholas and William. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, and Karen says, absolutely. It's, it's, oh, it's a huge symbol. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Betty's comment? Another story for your book, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> it is, or it could be like Gabriel who, who got the Botticelli. Yeah. Well, there was a man. Of, didn't know it was stolen because the provenance is lost. Yeah, you, you wouldn't know. And it would take someone very special to look at mm -hmm. a painting to see whether it was actual, a real painting or not. Um, and there's a lot of forgeries out there. An awful lot of forgeries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that I've found oh, yeah. out. The best was the man who found a painting under a painting and then bought it for like five bucks at a flea market. And there was something oh my else gosh. underneath it. And it was a, a, a painting that he sold for a few million dollars when he found it. So, Oh, my gosh. Uh -huh. I wish I'd find something like that. You I know, know I'm, I'm just, lucky if I find a nickel on the street. I'm just hoping that tonight's <laughs> lottery numbers come through. I'll be very honest. <laughs> I got I got my money. In I, we're we're the, all hoping uh, that because Pam Pam's. Pam's Pam's taking us all to uh, the SR tour. If that's the case, that's right. That's right. If I win this one, the, I'm doing that. <laughs> we'll have a good time. I would love that. <laughs> I'm excited, Pam. I can actually go buy. I can actually buy a lottery ticket. I'm going to buy one in Maryland. I'm not allowed to good. purchase any in Pennsylvania. Uh -huh. Still, 
uh, work a lot. So if I bought one in one, I wouldn't be able to claim the prize. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. No. But, yeah, there's a big, uh, is it Powerball? The jackpot's $550 million. Uh-huh, something like that. So, and, and the best was Please. there was a supermarket near me, the one that I don't go to, who had a million-dollar mm-hmm. winner there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That would be so cool. <laughs> Lord, Betty said I should buy a ticket. <laughs> uh, or, so, I've been Powerball. Kenzie says going to thrift stores and thrifting is always a good idea. You can find good things. That's the truth. That's you, um, you know, in, in, even even uh, works of art, perhaps. Um, Betty's. Karen, I wouldn't know how to work. You, do the cash cash fives up to two million. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, so. Oh my gosh. Well, ladies, Annie. I've got to call it. I've got to call it early. I'm sorry, sorry you couldn't hear me. I. It's. Uh, um, why I was really good there, which is why I stopped. <laughs> Truth be told, I'm at the I'm at the Chick Fil A in Shrewsbury, Pennsylvania. Um, and I've had great work. I've had great service here before. So. Um, well. Next well, time. Next. And yeah. it's. I think yeah. Snarky's playing with us. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> next, we're going to be off next week because um, Leslie's got some focus groups to do for work. Yeah. So we're next week. We're not going to be on, and we'll be on the following week, and we'll finish That's this. That's the following. And we'll, uh, and we'll recap right. <laughs> what we did today, so that we get an idea. You know, we can do that. Yes, so, since you couldn't hear me. <laughs> so, everyone, have a great evening. Uh, enjoy dinners, whatever you're going to be doing, and we'll talk next week. Take care, everyone. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of Vince Giraldi Trio in Cast Your Fate to the Wind. Beautiful. sitting I'm sitting right outside the door which is usually where I have really good reception but um oh my gosh I'm so sorry I I I stopped here or maybe some stuff has changed I don't know <laughs>